Hello and welcome to Hey, I Loved That Movie, the podcast where we rewatch the films we loved when we were younger to see if they still hold up. I'm Dan. I'm Michael. And I'm Helena. And I'm Ben. And I'm Jamie. And for this episode, <laughs> we're watching Starship Troopers. We made it through the intro! <laughs> So, Jamie and Ben, you both sort of suggested this movie. I'd seen it once, like, ages ago on TV, because I think it was on Comedy Central. So I watched it at about <laughs> half obvious. ten at night with ad breaks, and I barely remember it. So that's my nostalgia for it. So you started it at half ten, finished it at about three in the morning? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. And every single ad break was for the same uh, episode of Two and a Half Men and a Leafen stand-up comedy routine. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like you remember more about the adverts than the film. Yeah, it's because I've watched the Lee Evans thing more. <laughs> I, I think that does touch on a very good point, though. Is this film is a lot longer than I remember. Yeah, it is. It's two hours. Yeah. It's two mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. It's not awful. Like it still went by pretty quickly. It didn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, it did for me. Okay. I think I... it's like it feels like it's going to end, and then there's like another like a oh. twenty-minute sequence after that, and you're like, oh, oh, okay. No, it does. It does have that like constant ending feel also it just felt it had a weird pacing to it mm. it had such an odd like it had too much to focus on and it kept jumping around characters which makes sense because that was the point of it but anyway never um... saw it never heard of it <laughs> i think i'd confused it yeah. in my head with super troopers which is a piss take i think Ooh, that... yeah super yeah, troopers is very different not one to get mixed up very different experience so i yeah. never watched it because i wasn't really interested in that my my nostalgia for it, uh, my friend really liked watching it, so whenever we I went around his house, we watched it. Ooh, that's a good way uh, to put you off a movie. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I'm pretty sure I know why he was watching it. Oh, no. I think I, I, think I was worked it the out boobs? why. Yes. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, okay, he's not a Nazi. Yeah. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> either a pervert or a fascist. So. <laughs> or both. They normally are both. Yeah. Mm. What about yeah. you, Jamie? Um, so I, I do remember watching this in, I'd say, secondary school, I think. What? Um, obviously didn't see it when it came out. I was a bit small at that point. Yeah. Well, when, uh, when you say you saw it in secondary school, did they show it to you as like a class? I, I don't think they'd have got away with that, honestly. <laughs> I, I think it was watching it outside of school, but while I was in secondary school. All right, okay. <laughs> because I, I vaguely remember being aware of the sequels before the original film. Uh, not having actually seen the sequels, but just being aware of them because they they were coming out around the same time, like 2004, mm-hmm. 2008, I think. Uh, and that they were like the direct TV, not very good or rather worse films. That might be why I never bothered watching them because I heard more about the sequels than the original. Yeah, I do yeah. remember watching a TV show though, but I couldn't find anything out about it afterwards. Like when I, I tried d- to look it up for this. I definitely yeah. remember watching the second one and then being really, really disappointed because I loved the first one. I probably watched it when I was about 12. And then the second one was just terrible. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely do remember seeing this originally and thinking it was just a a silly action movie, though. And it was only when I watched it again a little bit later on that, you know, you start picking up that maybe there is a little bit more to it, even if it is still a silly action film on the surface. I think that's why it's brilliant, because it it kind of is both. You can watch it and just really enjoy it for just a really fun action movie. But as you say, yeah, there's there's those underlining like themes that the director very much was going for. Yeah, that was like the problem at the time is when this film came out the critical reaction to it was it's a shit action movie don't go and see it and it only took about 10 years before people sort of realized that actually no it's a relatively nuanced take on militaristic fascism yeah Mm. which is so weird that no one picked up on it at the time it's so obvious yeah some people did pick up on that side of things but they didn't recognize it as satire Uh, like even some of the actors working on the film were saying why are we making a film that's glorifying fascism? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah I, I think it's only more recently when people are re-examining the film as a work of satire instead of just taking it at face value that, that that's been like public opinion on that has shifted a bit. But it's yeah. mad because that's what that's sort of his signature move, really, isn't hmm. it? The director. Parody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he did Robocop, didn't he? So yeah. he has a history of fascism because he grew up in Nazi-occupied Netherlands. I, I think saying he has a history of fascism. Fascism. Well, is probably no, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's also known as libel. He has a history with fascism. Or is it slander? I never remember which one's which. Uh, he has a history with fascism, which is why it's in like all of his movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like hyper-militaristic fascism. Uh, also, very important to note, the director never read the book. 
big fan of that. Hate yeah, it. He's trapped us, he was pretty, pretty upfront about that. He read uh, two chapters of it and thought it was boring he and disappointing. The, he called it the worst thing he'd ever read. So he, he got <laughs> the script writer to explain a, like a Cliff Notes version of it to him and then directed the film on that basis. Yes. He called it boring and bad. Those were his words. Love I can it. kind of see where he's coming from. I, I have read the book. It's certainly not one of my favourite pieces of sci-fi. The tone is vastly different in this film to the book because yeah, well, of the, the book, satire. And the book's not satire. No, the book takes no. itself very seriously from what no, I've No, it most certainly is not satirical. <laughs> the thing that always shocked me about this film was the fact that Heinemann's estate sold them the rights in the first place. I just, I do not understand how they got permission to use the source material that way. Uh, he would have been rolling in his grave if he'd ever seen the 97 film. Good. Now oh, they probably, bills, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, or they probably never saw the film or read anything about it. They were just like, yeah, yeah, sure, have it. They probably just gave the rights away without actually knowing what it was about, or they lied to the estate. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very glad it shook out that way, but I, I just find it really funny as well. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, you can tell like the writer would not have been yeah. happy with this. No, yeah. and it's perfect. Best way to make those kinds of films. Verhoeven just seems to hold yep. the original book in complete contempt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, rightly so in yeah. some yeah, ways, in some people's on his side. I respect anyone that reads a couple chapters of a book goes, no, it's bad, I'm going to make a film completely <laughs> parody. Yeah. So the, we've got two, two hours of story together. Yeah, I well, mean, it's no, start, it's no. about 20 minutes of story. Yeah. I say, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty simple. You you follow Rike, Johnny Rike, uh, and a few of his classmates as they join into the military and fight a load of bugs. From yeah, school, you know, uh, Johnny, either 17 Rico, and 18 that, year olds. That yeah. um, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white male who lives in Argentina who joins the military <laughs> yeah. in an authoritarian state. Also classic, like teen drama although are playing 17 year olds they all look about 26 yeah <laughs> child labor laws really hit hard in the 90s <laughs> really hit cinema hard in the 90s well i think one of the one of the reasons obviously is the i guess the acting skill and also that just yeah reluctance to have teenagers child. played by actual teenagers but child there are teenagers ones. later on in the film aren't there because the, the soldiers get younger and younger as the war progresses and more and more of them die yeah. and i think it's probably easier and a slightly more believable or slightly yeah. subtler anyway to start with slightly older looking teenagers mm. and ending up with children rather than starting with like proper baby faces and ending up with i don't know fetuses yeah <laughs> Just a, tod- <laughs> a, to- a toddler with a, a toddler with a toddler with a gun i do think that that is a really good point though because one of the things that the film does pretty well and quite subtly, I think, is showing how war just chews through generations of people. Yeah. Uh, like from the, from the very beginning, there's the older generation, like the people that are citizens that have, have served federal service in the past. Yeah. Um, without fail, all of the veterans are shown as being like disfigured and mangled and crippled. Yeah. Like his, his teacher is missing an arm. The recruiting sergeant has uh, no legs and cybernetics. Uh, the biology teacher that's overseeing the dissections is blind from what looks like acid scarring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it, it's very um, like visually upfront that these people that have done their federal service have been absolutely chewed up by it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the kids are still determined. Well, also are, like yeah. well, a couple are in in that world in the Starship Trooper world. You're not allowed to vote if you're not in the military. Yeah, it's like well, you, you have, have to be a to... citizen, and one yeah. of the ways you can become yeah. a citizen is through Easiest two years way. of service. I think that's yeah. the yeah. only way you can become a citizen is through the army, isn't it? Through the Federation. Yeah, you have so to. So this is. The, uh, this is the funny thing is Heinemann when he wrote the book like that it's pretty explicit that you can only be a citizen through federal service and it's very strongly implied that federal service is military service and people started accusing him of writing um, like a fascist utopia and like uh, a glorification of militarism so uh, 15 years later he wrote the Starship Troopers expanded universe <laughs> and he went back and clarified that 95% of federal service is not military service <laughs> so this this is very kind of like JK Rowling going back and retroactively changing things to Um, well i suppose like when you think about federal services as well like um, civil servants civil servants it's the same in like in in england like you can be you can be you can work for the government which is yeah the same as we don't have a federation so i suppose yeah yeah, with national service you could join you know police ambulance services those kind of things as well fire service i guess yeah yeah because the the uh carmen becomes a pilot so yeah it's it's more than just ground 
troopers, isn't it? Yeah. No, but it's still like the only form you see in the film is military. Yeah, yeah it's military. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Because that's what the writer meant. Let's not. Oh yeah. <laughs> let's not it's not Rico was wearing skates the entire time. It just never came. It was never important to the story. <laughs> yeah, I, I did think it was funny as well. The um the the civics class that they make you sit through, like it's very good for the world building of the film. And I'm I'm very glad that it wasn't a faithful adaptation of the book either, because the book is basically a few kind of stilting and fairly boring action scenes, which purely exist to string together the extended civics lessons, which are just <laughs> long meandering rants about political philosophy. Yeah. And um, the the funniest thing that I found about all of that is the um, the reason for why the Federation exists in the first place. So like it, uh, Rico's teacher is talking about how the democracies of the past failed because of like the experimentation of the social scientists and stuff. When Heinen was writing the book, uh, he he said that the reason that the societies fell, like leading to the rise of the Federation, was because delinquent youths yeah. uh, <laughs> like rose up and were just out of control. And the reason for these delinquent youths was because the social scientists outlawed spanking. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, Someone been reading a bit of Clockwork Orange or something. Yeah, and like the funniest thing reading this, like when we live now, is the delinquent use that he was talking about when he was writing in the 50s, having like lived through the wars and everything. Those were the baby boomers, those delinquent mm, use that yeah. he was criticising. Yeah. I mean, was he wrong? Have they not ruined it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should bring that back. Start <laughs> running about uh, house prices in London. Spanking baby boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusively baby boomers, no other, no other yeah. generation. So Rico goes to space <laughs> in his like the short civics lesson of propaganda. He wants to sign up for his two years of service. His parents don't want him to because yeah. he'll die. Yeah, they're not systems either. Yeah, the way that you're given your role in the military, I assume you take a load of tests because they seem to be handed out what role they are. Well, that's what they do. They do like aptitude yeah. tests. Yeah, aptitude tests, and you sort of apply for what you want, but then you you get given based on your get given based yeah. on what you're good at as well. Tests and stuff. Yeah, like um, Neil Patrick Harris gets. Which, yeah, again... Yeah, that was a bit like, oh, hello. Yep. Young Neil Patrick Harris. (laughs) And again, what's amazing is Neil Patrick Harris is a genuinely great actor, and his acting in this is so shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's really wooden, isn't it? Yeah, he's trying to do the sort of weird, sort of mysterious, emo, psychic kid. Uh, Yeah, I think he was told to be bad. I've seen a really interesting fan theory about the casting for this film. Okay. So uh, I, I've seen this idea that on a meta level, the film is actually an in-universe propaganda film. And Verhoeven intentionally cast bad actors or people that didn't have much acting experience um, to make the characters, their delivery as wooden as possible to show that they were um, kind of like shallow caricatures of people. I think uh, he told them to do it. I think he told them that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because Neil Patrick Harris, he isn't a new actor in this. He'd done stuff before, and he's a good actor. He was a child actor. He was a small doctor on TV yeah, for a while. He was a doctor. <laughs> the man was a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I still choose to believe that um, the character Barney from How I Met Your Mother, this is the same character, and yeah. the, the empath skills, uh, the psychic ability is how he scams people into... Uh, liking him in that show. The empath ability that comes up like once? Maybe <laughs> yeah. twice? Twice, yeah. I can yeah. Twice, yeah. Once, when it, once, yeah, you're supposed when to be able to like um... do tests to see if you can read someone's mind what cards they're thinking of. Yeah, it felt very Ghostbusters to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like the, a... um, the test that they're doing at the beginning of the film, isn't it? Like the EST test? Yeah, it's like an old psychic test. Yeah, it's dumb. But it's weird that no one else, there's no other magical powers or supernatural powers that come up. It's just that yeah and it's it's but it's kind of strange in, in the way that it's just sort of accepted as like oh yeah you might be psychic by the way yeah, don't yeah, you know yeah. like it's a thing that we all acknowledge is real now because so, obviously at the moment and back then as well it was very much i don't want to offend anyone here but if you believe in psychic powers at the moment <laughs> no it's, uh, it's not real <laughs> no yeah, okay i'll not, cut that yeah it's not really no. true it's weird that that's the one ability yeah that you have. <laughs> there's no like oh that person has super strength for some reason no you can empathy you know you, you can send instructions to ferrets i mean that's pretty useful well he didn't send instructions to the instruction to the ferret really weird during that bit uh when he said no i made him think that there was probably going to be uh, like, crawling yeah. on his mom's leg yeah and it was kind of like so did he emotionally tell the ferret that, that how do you how do you put that emotion what is that emotion Hmm. Hunger? Specific leg grub hunger. It's uh, it's so weird, and it's it's weird that it's never described. And like, is he the only one? Is it a unique ability? And then he touched a bug at the end and went, "Is scared." 
<laughs> yeah, I felt like that was such a letdown for the use of the psychic powers because, like, no shit, the bug's scared. Well, yeah. he, he used his psychic powers to tell Johnny Rico that um, Carmen was still alive as well. Yeah. I, I prefer to believe that he's not actually psychic at all and he's just a grifter who trains ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, you didn't have to have psychic powers to know that that bug was scared. No, yeah. definitely not. not. But before we get to that bug, there's a lot of other bugs to get to. So the <laughs> world of this thing is human race, mainly yeah. uh, blue-eyed, blonde-haired Americans. <laughs> Mostly Aryans have decided that this bug race is evil and needs to be exterminated, which I love that they never bring up that they that the humans are the one invading. Oh, they sort yeah, of they, do. They do they do say that Mormon extremists got wiped out <laughs> by trying to settle on one of the bugs' worlds. Um but yeah. this is very quickly glossed over. Yeah, yeah they no, say I, that I, there's like theories that maybe the bugs are only attacking because of the humans going there in the first place. And it's like just a one line that's then gone. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I, I have um, I have a, a slight theory about that as well, and uh, maybe it's primed by when I first watched this, which was like after the Iraq War kicked off and there's the whole war on terror and like everyone was saying false flag and stuff like that. When when they're doing the info dump at the beginning with all the, the little adverts about what's happening and what the bugs are and, and where they are and all that kind of stuff, they show like a clip of the galaxy and Earth and Clandefu are on like the opposite sides of the galaxy. They're about as far as what, away from each other as they could possibly be. And um, they talk about how the asteroids get chucked out of the system. Yes, I was and a big fan the, of that. The bugs <laughs> using uh, bug plasma. But the thing is, as far as I can make out that's not a faster than light drive in the same way that the humans have like this S drive thing yeah. Yeah. which means it would take thousands if not millions of years for an asteroid to get from bug territory to earth yeah mm -hmm. i mean milky way is a hundred thousand light years across isn't it so yeah yeah i mean it's like how, it's, how long it would take the, like the bugs aren't going to be launching asteroids in response to something that happened very recently i, yeah. I guess that yeah. that reminds me of so the one thing that i was surprised didn't come up as a plot point in this which i thought was going to was when uh buenos aires is attacked mm. i thought that they were eventually going to find out that that was actually humans doing it to then be like, okay, now we can go and attack the bugs. Like even justification more. for yeah, the like it was I a think, it yeah. was a, a setup job. Yeah. Although one I, thing I, I did find slightly strange uh, about the um, the attack there is um, like Rico's teacher, who also lives in that city, appears later on as a um, lieutenant in the the military. Yeah, exactly. He's absolutely in response fine. to the asteroid attack, but. Why wasn't he there at the time? Why wasn't he killed? Maybe that's he was on holiday. holiday. Yeah, that's another reason why I thought that maybe it was an inside job. It's, yeah, it? it makes it it makes it seem like all of the useful useful citizens were kind of like evacuated out beforehand, and then yeah, isn't the I thought, left I thought that perish. was the point. I thought that was the point of all. This. I thought this film was, it was just a proper it was a parody of a propaganda film. Yeah, mm, so yeah, yeah, they would never they would never discover that it was. Uh, yeah, good point. They they wouldn't it. discover it, but, but you can kind yeah, of like, figure there's, it out. There's, there's the lots of kind of hints. There's a yeah, lot of, I mean, there's well, no reason to. I know we're saying that you know they don't have they don't have light speed um, or faster than light speed, but they do have big bug butts that can take down massive yeah. um, ships that are what miles and miles and miles in the air. Mm. Yeah, but uh, on the on the side of like understanding how propaganda works, which like the director understands how propaganda works. He lived it. Uh, yeah, you present an enemy of being this like ultra powerful monster yeah. that is constantly attacking you, but also incredibly easy to defeat. That's kind of like the core of how you do propaganda during war. Yeah, so exactly because within that, there's a there's a clip, isn't there? The the in movie oh, infomercials where not just that where they 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 destroy an asteroid that's on its way to earth with one of the moon defenses yeah and they just show how easy it is to knock out and then obviously the next scene is oh buenos aires has been destroyed the map, by an asteroid. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you, you constantly get that juxtaposition where you've got like the sky marshal and lots of other people saying like it's us or the bugs you know this is a mm -hmm. war to determine who gets to control the galaxy kind of thing yeah, and then yeah. uh, at the same time, while the bugs are being built up as this existential threat, you've also yeah. got the talking heads on like the Fox News style like discussion segment in one of those newsreels, yeah. where one of one of the the experts is trying to talk about how the bugs might actually be intelligent and all this kind of yeah. stuff, hmm. and the other one is like, I find the idea of an intelligent bug absolutely offensive. Absolutely offensive. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they're they're saying that they're this massive threat that's going to wipe out humanity as we know it but also they're just dumb bugs there's that very brief statement as well that how about we like live and let live stop attacking yeah. them they'll stop attacking us 
And that yeah. is very quickly like just not spoken of again. And I think in universe, I think Earth is being pelted by meteorites and asteroids, and they needed something to blame the asteroids on uh, because they can't stop the asteroids. So if they say, well, if we kill this alien species, the like asteroids and meteorites will stop hitting us. So then they have an excuse to start a war and also have an excuse to not deal with a problem. <laughs> I think I think that's it. And they're just like, whenever something gets hit on Earth, they go, ah, it's bugs again. <laughs> bugs firing ads, plasma, yeah. bug yeah. juice. I, I think the um the like the two uh, people that are arguing on the talk show bit, the expert does actually raise an interesting bit of world building though, and yeah. that's about how the bugs spread on new colonies and stuff like that. So like she says that they they shoot the rocks out into space and it's got uh, I think she called it spore, so like eggs in it. Yeah. And they just crash those rocks into other planets and then um the the, the eggs turn into bugs and after like three hundred generations they spontaneously develop intelligence so i guess that's when the brain bugs start growing and i I think that would explain the rocks because it means that the rocks were just flung out randomly into the universe maybe hundreds or even thousands of years ago and that's just how the bugs spread through space so there was no malice intended it's just that's that's how they yeah they've just all started pinging and getting their brain bugs around the same time the ones that made it towards earth yeah i think it's a really good propaganda film yeah (laughs) but story-wise it's a mess yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't like particularly hard to follow no but it was just kind of like it it was a a lot of nonsense and just stuff you're meant to shrug off and believe uh like the fact that one of the characters died and then was brought back to life yeah Yeah. well he brought back to life by like green goo yeah i don't think he probably died no no that was just like a bureaucratic fuck up when they they thought he was dead but that was because it was misrecorded i don't see i don't think it was misrecorded and my brain probably did a lot of world building that wasn't intentional i think what they're doing and i think it's really clever like militaristic fascist world is uh when someone dies you say you announce that they're dead publicly bring them back to life and then no one has to worry if they die again (laughs) You have yeah. a much, you have a much bigger army if, like, every time someone dies, you tell the world that they're dead, and you can keep the propaganda machine going by saying, "Ah, oh, look, these bugs killed like three thousand people." Three hundred thousand. Yeah, three hundred thousand the first hour. <laughs> yeah, and then you go like aren't they awful aren't they terrible and then you just bring all those people back to life yeah you have i mean they don't bring back all those people though they bring back some of no, them and I, I think he had like the injuries that were healable because it was obviously his leg yeah yeah, yeah. And, like, blood loss. all the people that are absolutely fucking mutilated yeah. mainly right, yeah. by bugs that only attack with like melee range so again yes, if yes. these people never went down onto the planet in the first place no, they, they wouldn't have, be like, dead the, <laughs> they have the bugs with that shoot rocks out of their asses yeah but if the spaceships didn't go near them in the first place they wouldn't get attacked no, yeah well that was that was the, the yeah. fuck up of the first one wasn't it where they were like instead of what they should have done was clear it and then send them in mm. later to like send the mobile infantry in to like clean up yeah which is just kill off the stragglers that entire battle really funny though just the whole yeah. way through um like when when they're told that they're going in as the first wave i mm-hmm. immediately was started thinking wait a minute these are these are teenagers straight out of boot camp but they're going in on the first wave of this massive battle yeah they're kind like, of what, what is this like saved by the bell meets the fucking song <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly what this film is yeah 100 <laughs> percent what this film is and yeah. you know that it was probably that other kid their friend who might have made that calculated decision Mm. uh, another thing about that fight which i thought was really funny is right at the end when the signal was given for them to retreat and go to the extraction point and stuff and rico gets caught in the open and uh stabbed up by a bug like they're using these these um assault rifles which don't really seem to be doing a lot of work and when rico gets cut off and he's on his own he swaps the underslung shotgun on his rifle (laughs) Yeah, and just starts going to fucking town. I'm like, guys, why weren't you using these things from the, <laughs> yeah. the get go? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So to get to that point, Rico goes through a lot of trauma, uh, a lot of training, yeah. and, and gets a lot a of trauma. killed. Yeah, a lot of trauma. He gets yeah. a guy. I killed. was not expecting that. That really did catch me off guard. Yeah, yeah. that was surprising. That so felt... he's he's finally pr- he's sort of promoted quite quickly to be yeah. like, is it like um, a drill And it's their first time with yeah. live ammunition and this guy takes yeah. his helmet off because there's a problem with it and he tells him, let me have a look at your helmet. The guy takes yeah. off his helmet, someone trips with their gun firing, blows his head off. Yeah. The funny thing is, like during that that particular part of the film, um, they were getting ready to go running down this this training exercise thing 
and the dummies were shooting like taser bolts at them and people were, like falling over and spasming and stuff yeah. and i'd forgotten what had happened in this part of the film and i was half, like part way through writing a note saying it seems like a really bad idea to tase people with live ammunition <laughs> and it then does. that guy had his head blown up yeah, yeah. <laughs> he quits and then they punish him by whipping him which is a weird scene yeah, yeah. that is very well odd. it's corporal but... punishment it's what yeah. those baby boomers need yeah, and, yeah. That, and that, that's yeah. kind of like actually something they sort of mention a lot throughout the film is that corporal punishment is a big thing in the society. So yeah. there's that infomercial and, yeah. with the guy who's uh, oh, the murderer, who, the murderer yeah. who's sentenced to death, and you can watch it, which is watch his really... execution live yeah. on TV. What yeah. makes that even more subtly unnerving is the fact that he's caught in the morning, he is sentenced in the afternoon, and he is executed in the evening. Yeah. yeah, it's like th these are real like kangaroo courts, and that's yeah. like a theme that runs the whole way through the film. Is that it presents yeah. itself as this like cheery, shiny, um, like fascist utopia, but the whole way through there's just this absolutely callous disregard for human life. Like yeah. human life has such little value to the the citizens' federation. Yeah, and yeah. the people in charge because you get the fucking amazing bit where it's like three hundred thousand people have died. They're only told they only tell the public that a hundred thousand people have died or something. And then it's like the guy in charge of the Federation has resigned. Now someone yeah. else is yeah. in charge. Like, oh so three hundred thousand people died, this guy has just lost his job and moved on with his life. Yeah, it's so it's so bizarre. Like the one thing that the Federation isn't is sexist. Oh, for yeah, the most it's part. Every man and woman are very yeah. much equal. Um, which is also very different from the book and something that Heinlein would probably hate. Yeah, mm. I really yeah. liked the... Um, so there's this scene at the start where they're all in the shower. I think, uh, Mikey, your mate probably enjoyed this scene as yeah. well. Oh, the, um, the famous co-ed shower scene on the boot yeah. camp. Yeah. yeah, and they're all talking about why they joined up. And I think it's, it's that, that I really enjoyed as a way of like building a bit of, like, of world-building without it having to be a class. It was a lot of personality in that. It was the yeah. only time you learn about any of the characters. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and that, that, that scene really did like layer on the dystopian aspects of the society. Yeah, it was like, well, yeah, like oh, I want to who... have babies. Yeah. So this yeah. is how you get like, a license. Join yeah. to that army to fight a horrifying like alien force just so you can have babies one day. It's just, well, it wasn't even, it was like, I want to have babies and being a citizen is the easiest way to get a license. Yeah. What? And so that was like, a, a series of terrible things in one. But it's sentence. also such yeah. a teenage idea as well. Like, well, the, like when you're a when you're a teenager, you're sort of when you feel invincible because yeah. you know not oh, yeah. enough bad shit has happened to you, and not enough of your friends have died for you to realise. Oh, yeah, actually, you're just a meat sack. But that also that idea of like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I can just promise to kill and die for my country, and then I can have a kid later, and that's what yeah, I want. Sure. So why wouldn't I do that rather than yeah. ugh, work or you know try and do something else? Yeah, um, go to I, Harvard. Like, there's still universities and stuff. Like, a lot yeah. of people have good lives without being citizens. I yeah, think, I, yeah, I think one of the motivations during that scene that made me the most sad was the guy that said that he was doing it just so the Federation would pay for his his university yeah. attendance. And I, the reason that made me sad is because we're watching this film, which is about this like authoritarian, extremely militarized, xenophobic, fascist state. Yeah, and that's a very real motivation that many people join, particularly the US military for today, because they what? have those programs to pay people for university and stuff. Well, what, what's like really depressing about that scene is all of them are like real reasons people join the military. None of those are like that weird. Yeah, I mean, even though it's not getting a license to have a baby, it's a good career and hopefully save some money and well, meet someone they... and then settle down out of the, um, yeah, the army. Yeah, because in the US, if you're in the army, you get housing benefits, you get extra pay if you're married, have kids, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So also, it's more affordable. Yeah, that's like the most depressing part about that scene. Is it, they are all very realistic yeah. reasons for Yeah, it's almost it's one of those situations similar to like what people say about what Margaret Atwood does about her own work. Is like she's never really made anything up mm. in things like The Handmaid's Tale. Like all the things that mm. have happened in that book have happened somewhere else in the world yeah yeah uh, it's well, not all all in one go exactly how she writes it and it's the same in this one like yeah that that reason obviously giant bugs and space travel aside no that's actually happening yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was the most realistic part about that scene with uh, oh, uh just to just to lighten the tone quickly do you want to know a fun bit of trivia about that scene oh Is yeah i know this bit yeah Oh, yeah. I was going to say this bit as oh, well. Okay, fine. You guys, you guys can leave. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you, you jumped in. Imagine, Please, if, imagine if we all had different things about this. Scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, apparently the the actors and actresses were all really uncomfortable with the idea of doing um, like a, a naked co-ed scene, and um, eventually.
eventually they came to the agreement that they'd only do it if uh, Paul Verhoeven uh, was also nude while they were filming it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So as, as the director, he was also stood naked just off screen. As well as the... Uh, the camera like, guy as well, I think. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, that camera, carrying camera equipment was naked is a dangerous... <laughs> it might, well, it might, it might have been the cinematographer. It was the cinematographer, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Apparently he found it particularly easy because he was uh, raised in a nudist yeah. colony. So. Yeah. That I wanted <laughs> to bring up... what these kids were making a fuss about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. The uh, the other thing with the shower scene <laughs> They is... didn't have to ask him. He wasn't meant to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> it just was. <laughs> he was yeah. like, no, it's Maybe it's... he gave them the idea. Them, yeah, like, they just me. had to keep telling him to put his clothes on during shooting. <laughs> He's in the he middle of no the idea. desert, completely naked. He went in, no idea the rest of them were naked that day. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> my lucky day. Yeah. With the, uh, it's sort of related to something I've brought up sort of in a previous episode before as well, but um, Paul Verhoeven also said, like, he, he was asked about the shower scene, and he said something that I always find interesting, which is, like, it's harder to get like nudity through sensors than like horrific violence and gore like yeah. you know if a film's rated like a 15 it can have so much gore and stuff in it and then there'll be like one boob and it's like oh that's an 18 now <laughs> like i always find that really weird um yeah, especially if it's a boob in the context of like a shower i know yeah. there's a sex scene later but i mean the sex scene is the sex scene is way PG. more like pg than the actual than them in the shower it's yeah weird. <laughs> um i will say in the sex scene though there is a surprising amount of nipple being licked that yep that was a common mm. eye you know i noticed that as well but say the whole nudity against violence is the haze code yeah yeah which i've been through oh, a lot. mikey's yeah. favorite <laughs> here we go again guys it's the, no no i'm not gonna i'm not okay. gonna talk about it, it is, it's the Safe. haze code no one bring it up again yeah <laughs> um, yeah that... so i um i wasn't expecting there to be this i know it sounds dumb but i i was kind of expecting a little bit less gore it, because it feels quite clean at the start. Yeah, no. It, and then it, the first, like the broken arm scene, where the that psychotic drill, oh, sergeant, drill sergeant breaks breaks yeah. this guy's arm on their on the first day. Mm. Yeah, really like ugh, gave me yeah. the heebie-jeebies. But the that was like that was gross. But obviously you don't see anything. Just that obviously his arms, you know, clearly broken, and yeah, like you can see the blood pouring out. But the knife scene later where he, he gets this guy to put his arm up against the back of like a, one of the big oh, yeah, metal tubs. Um, yeah, he like flings the knife, at, throws the knife at it and stabs him through the hand. But it is so clearly a fake hand. <laughs> like considering all the other, gra- like how much they spent on all the other effects and the CG as well as obviously all the practical effects. Yeah, that's a terrible fake hand. Yeah, it's, it's like, like three, it's, it, yeah. Hand. It was it's like great. they replaced it with five Richmond sausages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will say though that generally speaking, the effects in the rest of the film have held up surprisingly yeah, well. Yeah, the, 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 the bugs really were really good. Yeah, yeah I, I, when I went to go and rewatch this, I really thought that it was going to be shockingly shitty CGI, and oh, I was going wait, to have, a have laugh you been at scarred it. by something? <laughs> <laughs> So I read part of that is because uh, some of the bugs on the screen were actually like animatronic. They were actual yeah. bugs. Um, no, they so were that... actual giant bugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, they, is, they a, this is a documentary. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but as well, I noticed, I think some of the spaceships, they're also miniatures. And I mm-hmm. think miniature work, you know, I mean, look at Star Wars. I think that kind of special effects just holds up for longer as well. Yeah. So. yeah. I really liked the ship designs in this as well. They were all really mm-hmm. cool. That was just something I, I was like. They seem oh, to have some pretty nice. obvious breakable parts. Yeah. But... yeah I, like, on yeah. that point, I will say that Carmen really likes breaking her ships. Yeah. <laughs> she's also really fucking lucky because there's that bit where she's on the ship and it gets hit by the bug's ass blast. And like, there's a huge fireball and she's just got the smallest scratch on the side of her face. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I was expecting her to be like horrifically scarred. You're missing I mean, my... the captain gets like fucking cut in half. Yeah. Like during <laughs> the evac. Yeah. I mean, that's brutal. <laughs> I think my favourite scene about the ships is just a small thing when they're in training and she replots a course because it wasn't optimal and she's like, my my course is optimal. I don't know why this stuck in my head so much. It's such a non-part of the film. Uh, but then the guy goes to the computer and it says course optimal. Yeah. What did, what did, it, what did it say before, my dude? Yeah. Why did you think your course was course, fine before? Eh, that'll do. Yeah. Course then, not optimal. And he went, don't, nah, don't they end up going through an asteroid field yeah, or something? Yeah, like she, she puts them in direct course for an asteroid. That... Yeah. 
mm. was shot at them, fired at them deliberately by the bugs. So yeah. while we while we're talking about that flight crew as well, can we just take a moment to discuss uh, Xander, who is the trainee instructor who Carmen is working with? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. As, as kind of like kind of possible love interest. The the thing that weirded me out about him first is you first see him at the very beginning of the film when he's playing like space ball or whatever the fuck it is against Rico. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. mini um, American like... football. Yeah. 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 Less what? pads, more gymnastics. Yeah. And like one, he was the sweatiest, greasiest person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty rough looking, Wait, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. he was the dude that was like, don't talk to my girlfriend, right? Was that yeah. No, he was the other dude. No, no, he was the, he was the one yeah. that was talking to the don't talk it to was, my girlfriend dude. It was yeah. that scene. Yeah, no, he was like the most greasy human I've ever seen. Yeah. However, the thing that I don't understand about that is apparently he he has just been playing high school football with a load of teenagers. Yeah. However, when you see him next and he is on the um, the, the spaceship, mm-hmm. he's already a instructor. Yeah. He does mention that he's um, he already works for the Federation at that game, though. So he's I don't know what, what he's doing. It's weirder to see him at the football match than at the... Yeah, that's what I couldn't work out. So, so is, maybe is it like... was it like a varsity... Like university thing, and they were I don't know giving the youngins a, a go. Maybe the feds have a football team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they just I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it... they were on base, all based in Buenos Aires, and thought, well, let's play the local high school. Yeah, I mean, either it's like pool hustling, where he's much older than they are, and like all the professional soldiers were just going down to crush a load of high high school students, and then <laughs> lost anyway. Sad. Uh, or what was the recruitment like... tactic? Yeah, or or he signed up only like marginally before Carmen did, and somehow is already an instructor. I don't well, know. It just seems assigned. a bit weird. He got assigned. He did his aptitude test. His aptitude test said he's an instructor. Well, he was probably yeah. He he was probably just signed up not too long before. There was an instructor that was teaching him, and then he died. Bugs. He died. He was eaten by bugs ten minutes after training him mm. for ten minutes. And then he was promoted to instructor because that's how well, maybe everything he did something kind of cool. Yeah, like but totally a fluke. <laughs> and then he got promoted because everyone. The only reason you see people get promoted in this movie is because the person above them has died horrifically, and they yes. don't think, mm. "Oh, yeah. maybe I shouldn't take this job. I'll die horrifically." They're just like, I mean, they, they "Yeah, I'll go for do. it." <laughs> they do kind of think that though. He's like, "You can, I'll do it until I die, yeah. or you, you find, find someone better at it than me." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we only ever see one person turn down a field promotion, and that's the guy that plays the plastic violin. Yeah, I love, I love yeah that, that was guy. a weird choice for like. I wanted that guy to survive and win. I wanted that man to prosper. Yeah, he sort of plays this kind of. He starts off as a bit of like a knucklehead bully kind of character that then yeah. very quickly becomes very goofy and friendly. Yeah. And plays the violin. Which yeah, he doesn't. Which is weird because isn't he? Isn't he the one that got the knife through the hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, also, specifically, it's the space violin because it's made of see-through plastic. No, and you can buy those. Did you hear yeah, it? Those, it's, those it's like yeah. electric as well, kind of like electric guitar. I had that. Um... Oh, that that's a good point. Actually, it was the most <laughs> deep-fried bullshit I'd ever heard. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can get electric violins. You can get electric violins. They look, look exactly like violins like that. that have you know been on a diet. Yeah, they look exactly like that. It's just a plastic violin. Actually, kind of going back to him being a bully, did you notice the drill sergeant was standing behind the group at the lunch hall as he was being (laughs) like, yeah, a a twat? Like, Mm. he was clearly that kind of mentality is almost like encouraged just to see how people act and react. It's like the pecking order, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah, putting putting all the head and head together, let them work it out. Yeah, yeah, and then one guy starts playing violin. There is no reason for him to play violin, and I love it. (laughs) And it's weird that not only does he play violin, but then when they get all the like the entertainment box that comes mm-hmm. to their camp later after they've had the first big battle. It's got um, a violin in there. It's got a violin in it. Well, we don't know what other instruments it also has. It's just he was the only one that could play violin. I think space violin must just be a very common vocation in the future. <laughs> I suppose it's smaller than a guitar. Yeah, mm. they don't take as much uh, room as a space drum kit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it would have been great if they gave him a drum kit, like, <laughs> if that was his instrument. Just to circle back to an earlier point, very very quickly, I've just remembered something about spaceball. Yeah, like yeah. when you're playing, apparently gravity doesn't affect you very much. <laughs> no, because <laughs> you can do insane backflips and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the number of times that Rico does a crazy forward flip over another player is just nuts and then he does the same thing again during a training exercise later on in the film and then he well, never well, does it over a bug <laughs> well no that's his that's his magic power so you have an empathy power and you have magical acrobatics and then you have good at flying planes yep you can uh, can fly <laughs> third power can fly but not 
levitate like a ship, you can fly ship. Fly yeah, like Carmen's superpower is um, mental quick math. Uh, finding optimal path when computer then tells you that it's And optimal. then some people's superpower is actually surviving a tiny bit longer and being able to get a proper <laughs> funeral, which is the other girl who was at school with them and then is in the infantry with Johnny. Yeah, a lot of I people I felt bad for her. A yeah. lot of people die. Yeah, in this she film. was a really good character, actually. Like it they... was frustrating that she died with similar injuries to the to Rico or John, Johnny who survived. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the characters, the character deaths in this feel really out of place whenever they happen. Yeah, they feel like they happen for no damn reason. It's so bizarre, and then it tries to get, and then the film like gives it the weight of importance, but just almost immediately forgets about them. Yeah. It's it really weird. But I think that's also part of the satirical propaganda, propaganda kind of thing. Propaganda of like, you know, will. people have died, we move on, we keep fighting these bugs. You be sad for a bit, you move yeah. on, and then you fight like a thousand bugs. Yeah. Life is like, cheap in the Federation. Yeah, like but it's really n- interesting there because whenever like a named character dies, it's always done in quite a heroic way. Like yeah. the, the guy at the end who you know blows himself up with the nuke is like one man's last standing. The bugs. Just There's ever, also yeah. the um the one the one of the deaths that I noticed like one of the first ones we see is the girl that deserts at the start. It's yeah. when they're facing that that first battle and she's like, no no no, we can't we can't do this, we can't do this, we've got to get out. And she immediately like trips up, falls down a di- into a ditch and gets got and it's like immediate punishment for deserting it felt very yeah. world war one and two was she the same character that in the shower scene that wants to have babies probably yeah probably yeah it's the same girl. yeah it's the baby's yeah. girl yeah you know i think yeah. some of the most bizarre deaths relate to lieutenant razak ratsak is that right? I don't remember yeah. Any of these. yeah yeah sure <laughs> yeah the, the yeah, teacher sure from the beginning who, <laughs> yeah. was, who was definitely uh false flagging the the asteroid that <laughs> um yeah. So there are two deaths relating to him, and one of them is his, that I find very, very odd. The first one is when they drop down into Planet P, and uh, like both Rico and the Lieutenant notice like weird activity up on the rocks. You keep um, saying all of these th- names of places. Some people pay attention when they watch films. Mike. I've made a lot of notes. Yeah, like, Mikey, you, know, you do realise that some of these names that I slip in are pure bullshit. I'm just saying <laughs> you, I, you would not be surprised. Why well, I'm calling yeah. you out generally. Um, <laughs> so I don't You're not picking up on Captain Rucksack. Yeah, but like they they see this this movement up on the rocks, and it's clear that there's bugs lurking around up there. And um, then they they're having trouble like getting communications with the fleet and stuff. So he calls to his sergeant and goes, uh, Sergeant, we need better communications. Fuck off up on those rocks and see if you can get some signal. So yeah. you've just seen there are a load of bugs up there and yeah. he didn't even warn the guy. So he, like the sergeant goes toddling off up to these rocks, immediately gets impelled by a bug. That can and then fly. Blown away. Yeah. yeah. And then oh. and then he shoots him to put him out of his misery. Yeah. yeah, and that kind of sets up his own death slightly later on where he gets his legs chewed off. And, and the reason I find this yeah, this so weird is that Clearly, it's a callback, and you know, like Rico had agreed that he would he would shoot the guy if he was being like chewed on by bugs or whatever. But he's previously lost an arm, so mm-hmm. you know he can deal with losing limbs, and he gets his legs nibbled off right in front of the evacuation shuttle. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it had landed, <laughs> and the door was open behind him when the floor drops out and his legs get chewed off. But Why could he? Could, would out? they have been able to get his get him out of the the, the gaping maws of the bug and into the? Yeah, he was free at that yeah, point. Was he free? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his legs had been taken completely. Yeah, they so just pulled him like... up onto the edge of the mm-hmm. um, the crater, and then he kind of like waggled his stumps at the camera to show. Maybe that, losing oh, no, one no. limb was enough for him mentally. Yeah, honestly, he looked like he'd been he looked and behaved like he'd been through a lot, mm. uh, which yeah, kind of implies that they've been at this war for a very long time. Yeah, he was uh, needed to die so that Johnny could become lieutenant. Yeah, yeah, pretty much because because <laughs> Johnny becomes the sergeant because of the sergeant being killed by the bugs. Yes, and then yeah, so he's like rising through the ranks because of people being horrifically killed by cool bugs. Mm-hmm. My favourite cool mm. bug murdering thing was the ones with the flamethrowers. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they probably <laughs> melt that yeah. poor, uh, that other, that nice yeah. sergeant lady. Yeah. I, I like the flying ones because they just sort of cut people in half. <laughs> they cut oh, their yeah. heads off of their the heads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in half. And it, it took two of them being decapitated for the others to cotton on that they needed to duck. Yeah. Guys, I think I'm on the bugs side. Of this <laughs> I think I agree with the bugs. Generally, yeah. watching this film by the end of it, I was like, I'm on the bugs side. I'm, I'm also mostly win. Team Bug. Yeah. I hope the bugs win. They do. And then they have to serve the grasshoppers for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they make the brain bug so human? I mean, I guess that's kind of the point. You're meant to feel sorry for it, mm. I think. 
Well, that yeah, no, definitely. Like, there's that, that bit at the end times. where they're like, "We've got them. We've got a brain bug now. We're studying them. We're probing them, and it just shoves this huge biopsy, yeah, um, tool into it." And it's hard to understand the intention of the film. Like, well, like they... are you meant to feel sorry? Yeah. Like, are we yeah. meant to feel sorry for the bugs? Um, or... No, or I think you're supposed to feel just... disgusted at the actions of the humans. Yeah, but so the, the feel... read that I got from from that is there are, there are a couple of times when. Um, like bugs get mangled and stuff and they're kind of like laying dying on the floor and the camera kind of briefly skips over their eyes and they give them these very like human expressive eyes yeah. which are completely at odds with the like the armored um, menacing yeah. exterior and yeah. the the read that i got from that is it's supposed to be this propaganda film which is all like uh, xenophobic and like ultra violent and completely glosses over the humanity of the participants of this conflict but if you're paying attention you're supposed to be able to to spot those yeah. those hints to yeah. see that there is well, it's actually like when they, there's sides. that yeah. beat between the psychic saying he's afraid or it's afraid and them all then they all start cheering yeah, yeah. which yeah. i don't know if it's me again i don't know if it's me reading into it or neil patrick Harris being a good actor but there was a moment where it looked like his character felt bad yeah, yeah. there mm. was kind of a, i don't know if it was like a deliberate thing or if i was like one of these people has to be well you think human. about it they're still all so young like yeah. they're making huge decisions. Yeah. How how long does this film take place across? Because I know that it's a year, <laughs> like it's, two days. <laughs> it, it's a year between the uh, beginning and the first massive assault. Because yeah, you, like the little intro bit is during that first assault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it must be yeah. It must be awful being Neil Patrick Harris's character because you just like he has to experiment on bugs that he can feel the pain of. Hmm. The the weird thing with the brain bugs as well is. Are they brain bugs because they have brains and can think? Or are they brain bugs because they use the Capri Sun straw hole in the top of your head to drink your brain? And <laughs> they do they you. then learn human emotions and stuff? I think I mean, that's sort of what it was implying, was that that's, that's why they're keeping it alive for the brain bug. I don't think, yeah, but I don't think the brain bug learnt human emotions from humans. I think they can. I think these aliens can feel emotions. We just. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, are they are they learning things about humans through drinking their brains through the Capri Sun straw hole? Yeah, I think yeah. it's implied. I that's why it. the general was yeah. hiding and stuff because he thinks that they they can like control people while they're doing the brain sucky thing, and um, that that did confuse me a little bit actually because they they kind they say that the the infantry was lured down onto the planet by the brain bugs by yeah. sending like an SOS message. It wasn't a fake SOS message. They very much needed the help. But the thing that confused me is the radio operator had clearly had the Capri Sun treatment, but there did not look like there was enough room in that, that area for a brain bug to squeeze in. No, I so... thought they were going to be like small bugs that gain people's brains to control them as people. Uh -huh. Right at the very end, when Carmen and Xander get captured, there are those little cockroach-looking things that are crawling Yeah, the little babies what? that they sort yeah. of show very much in the same way. Like, we used to have that, there's that clip. It reminded me of those those kids in the Do You Want to Know More section, yeah. where it's those mm, little, yeah. the boys and girls stomping on cockroaches. Yeah, I thought they were going to be the brain-eaty ones. Yeah, I thought they were going to... Yeah, like, get, get into their brains and control them as people with bugs in their brains, like little, like, mech suits. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the big bug brain getting into that relatively small room now. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it have to move. Really <laughs> have to go on a diet. Yeah. Just gets wedged I, in the door. Admittedly, we didn't see how long that straw went. No. We True. Oh, God. Straw can be. It's like one of them Scooby-Doo bendy straws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It crinkles when it extends. <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> well, at it's least got a very small brain. It's just all wrapped inside his body. Yeah, really <laughs> <laughs> long. At least they're more environmentally friendly than plastic straws. So. That's true. Yeah, bug brain straw. <laughs> yeah, biodegrade. <laughs> you go to a McDonald's, you get your drink. There's a bug brain straw in it. It goes a bit soft after a while when you're only halfway through your coke. <laughs> keeps trying to eat your brain it, it sucks back <laughs> that's the terrifying thing. uh yeah no the the, the brain bugs were ge like genuinely just terrifying and then felt very sorry for them yeah yeah um but full team bug i want a t-shirt that says i'm team bug <laughs> a team, team bug t-shirt like i don't know how you can get to the end of starship troopers and not be team bug no they're the ones being invaded. Yeah, exactly. They're just defending themselves against this oppressive force. Like they're just yeah. and uh, and the Mormons. Yeah, <laughs> the Mormons. <laughs> to be fair, if you're that alone. Yeah. 
<laughs> you give him the option, like, yeah, no, to be fair, they did more for the Earth than anyone else that day. <laughs> to be fair, do you think the Mormons got to that planet by knocking on the door and saying, can we talk to you <laughs> about <laughs> Jesus? Could, yeah. I, yeah, no, the other for the two hundred because I I've seen two. I know I've seen two, and I think I've seen three, but I saw them again. My friend really fucking loved these films. Are there boobs in the other ones? Probably. Also, very upset. There's no dick. It's a weird thing that it kind of promises. <laughs> it's 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 a weird scene because it's very like it's nudity. You see bum. You see boy bum. Yeah. No, it's just like it's a weird level of nudity where they were like they clearly can't do anymore. Yeah, I, I think that, that was, was just a very nineties nudity, though, isn't it? You, you can get yeah, it's much probably probably for yeah. the ratings again. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, yeah, if the director and the cinematographer were so naked, I can't imagine they cared about what they were filming. Like, they were only careful after. Yeah, maybe it had to be zoomed in and edited out. Maybe someone's job was to, like, double-check that there weren't any <laughs> lone willies flying about in the background. Um, Some, someone was on set as the uh, the dong director, just yeah. to make sure that everything was in taste for language. that in for me, please. Catcher. Um, the dong catcher. Release um, the dick cut, or circumcision, <laughs> as it's called. <laughs> <laughs> But I I don't know if two and three is more like propaganda e like this or if it's like an actual story. So uh, my my hunch that I would have is that where these were direct to DVD because I I think they came out after VHS stopped being a thing. Yeah. Um. I, I suspect they leaned like all in on the the cheesy B movie action. Yeah. Uh, and probably dropped all of the satire completely and just com- like completely endorsed it. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's not the same director, is it? No. I'd have loved to have seen one of the sequels be like an actual story about the the whole propaganda side, of, and do all of the whole. Maybe it's all just fake, and these bugs are just defending themselves. I think that's what's so like, interesting. Yeah, if someone signs up does... from Buenos Aires, and they're like, "Yeah, but but how are you?" And they're like, "Well, it's still there." I mean, that's very. That's like that Black Mirror episode, isn't it? With the the army dudes, and they've got the um. Yeah, they've got the glasses, the, and they've been trained to see them as yeah. like. Monsters, they see them as just bugs and monsters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're not, they're uh, they're people, yeah, yeah, just just different people. All the bugs in this are actually two people in a bug suit, like a pantomime horse. <laughs> it's actually just some guys, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you'll, you'll never believe it, but um, the, the original book was a really heavy handed political allegory, and you won't believe what the bugs stood in for. <laughs> it was uh, radiation. Uh, communism. communism. Uh, he, oh. he was worried about the Chinese, and that—that uh, that is apparently what the bugs are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was. I was so surprised. No, I'm still team bug. Yeah, team bug. I'm still team bug. I, I just want them to win. I want them to be happy. I want the bugs to be. I want the bugs to be happy, and I want violin dude to be happy. Couldn't care about anyone. Violin else. dude riding on top of one of the bugs, just Perfect. chilling, having playing the violin. best time, playing the violin. Uh, one of the uh, bugs on the drums, I guess. Just give him one of the flying bugs, and uh, that's basically a Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I want them to prosper. I want him and the bugs to prosper. I mean, apart from the weird plot armor, I did really like Carmen's character. Yeah, I like being like, like, like all a the you know really determined game. like woman that's going to be a pilot and. Yeah, she's gonna do it, and she doesn't want her boyfriend standing in her way, but she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to like string him along either. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, I, um... I don't know. I found Carmen to be like we're told very frequently that she's very intelligent, but she kind of yeah, seemed just as shallow and vapid as Rico was, at least to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they're still all. They're, she's very, very clever and talented for a teenager. Yeah, this film's weird because the world is like they treat women and men pretty much the same in the film in the book it's not but the way she's presented it is very like she doesn't have that 3d of a character like none of them do but at least rico kind of has like actual motivations her motivations are kind of dependent on him um i don't know i thought it was the the other way around yeah Yeah. like rico's motivation is i'm going to enlist in the vietnam war because my girlfriend is no but like but that's like the first 45 minutes of the film i'm talking like the majority after his home is destroyed after there's a bombing her priorities do change i think when she realizes that it's you know it's she's not a careerist anymore Mm. it's not a career like this is life and death like this is fighting for your country in a much more sinister and serious way and it's uh, very 90s way to represent characters it's like they're they're 
very flat yeah they are all um almost caricatures like you've yeah you've got the psychic that has to make really horrible decisions and walks around in a in their you know their weird black Mm -hmm. uh, his um, his ss uniform yeah Yeah. Yeah, exactly very much that was very on the nose wasn't it yeah Yeah. it's like they went if you don't get it make me laugh when he walked into the room for the first time in that uniform yeah it's a surprise when people don't understand the propaganda satire when one of the very first scenes is we should give kids guns (laughs) like literally Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, they give the assault rifles to the kids, don't they? Yeah, exactly. They're like and they're just like handing it. out loose live ammunition. <laughs> yeah, like, life is so cheap in this universe. Yeah, in the film itself, all the characters are just like happily cheering this along, like it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we should okay. start wrapping this up. Out of ten, how many good dead bugs? No, they're great boys. <laughs> they don't deserve to be dead. <laughs> you want a pet brain bug, don't you? No, I don't want a pet brain bug. I want them to live free and happy. <laughs> and I want them to prosper. Because it's clear that they have emotions and are sentient. Mikey wants an independent and co-equal brain bug. I do. I want, I want a brain bug buddy who lives his own life. Goes his own way, Would and, you let and me also brain understands when you personal boundaries, so they know not to capture some people. Yeah, when I would, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's I'd, not okay. I'd work out if there was another way for him to eat. I would help him work that out to live and eat. I, but... so I got you, the you want a vegan brain bug. Optional. Not necessarily vegan. Yeah, maybe the brain stuff is is optional. I was going to say there's not really any evidence of what these bugs eat. I'd never send him to a school though. That would be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they'll uh, teach him propaganda about how to fight the bugs. Or <laughs> the kids might stamp on him. Yeah, <laughs> kids might try and stamp on him, and he's a soft soul. The yeah. brain bug is a soft. He soul. was super squishy. He was a very. He looked like he'd give good hugs. He the looked like bug. a big also... tardigrade kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was also distressingly moist. I would say. Yeah, but that <laughs> listening. Be... A lot of slime. I'll bring a towel. My boy looks like he <laughs> gives good hugs, if a little damp. We all have our problems, Jamie. We're not all perfect like you. <laughs> Some of us are a bit damper than we'd like to be. <laughs> I, I genuinely, I think we'll give it like a seven uh, friendly brain bugs out of ten. I really like this film. I liked it. Uh, it's good action and it's got it's got a good message. That was a weird sentence. No, it's got like a. I like the propaganda of it. I really like propaganda, guys. I like understanding <laughs> and learning propaganda. Seven out of ten. I mean, I'm probably. I, I really enjoyed this. I'm probably going to give this a, a nine out of ten. So, I guess self sacrifices or no, uh, decapitations by flying bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, the coolest bug. Yeah, the coolest ones. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked the. like. I, I liked on the surface it just being a dumb, fun action movie. I, I did like all the characters and I liked the sort of. The layers of propaganda and shit and i would like to know more yeah that's hmm. the main thing i want i want like to learn more about the universe of this director's and this writer's world not the book i don't want to <laughs> read the book i want to see i want someone to write the book of this film and have it like an interesting anti-propaganda book yeah i don't say there's a lot of fan fiction Oh, yeah, probably. And I don't mean, mean like I want to read smart, it. like slash fiction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, there's probably a lot of that too. Yeah, brain brain bugs going in other holes. Yeah. Uh, so many licked nipples in the fan fiction. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that. It's it's a lot of nudity, but only from yeah. the waist up. For the for the record, for the for the people who aren't aren't going to watch this, I haven't watched this in a while. Like she, it's not him licking her nipple, which I, no. I think is sort of not like she goes in for his. Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. goes to that's town. Not, not yeah. where you'd expect. And it's like one of the few sort of sex acts you see mm-hmm. so it's quite strange that it's yeah girl on boy nip yeah so helena how many nip licks would you give this no. <laughs> um i feel like that's a that's a negative sort of... <laughs> <laughs> i don't i i would give this oh, yeah I'd, I'd say i'd give it nine would you like to know more clips <laughs> out, of, out of ten you didn't even get to that i yeah i really enjoyed the the complicated tone of this film of it having that surface level action but that actually no wait what are you watching think about this for a second please mm-hmm. that it does make you do and i do i sort of wish i'd seen it when i was a kid so i could compare how my attitude to what they'd done and um, what the, the the decision these essentially these kids make now because obviously pre 18 18 was an adult now yeah. that i'm a bit older than that i'm like no why why did people let me you know out 
I'm glad media. that there wasn't a war and I didn't have to join an army because, yeah, Christ, I might have joined up as well and killed some bugs. Yeah. Yeah, we'd I definitely be dead. Oh, yeah, we'd all be dead. <laughs> you guys might be. I might not have legally been allowed to join. That's depressing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <then. laughs> yeah I'm not sure I'd be allowed to. Uh, yeah, no, it depends on the, the universe, but yeah, yeah. we may, may be not legal for us to join. Uh, the UK is fine, I think. Maybe. Yeah, maybe not a federation. Anyway, Ben, out of 10. Uh, I'd probably give it 8 out of 10 clandestine drops, just because that soundtrack slaps. So Yeah, the soundtrack yeah. was... Yeah. Apart from the electric violin. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that was the best Very bit. deep pride. Jamie, <laughs> out of 10, how many soft alien hugs do you want? Um, <laughs> no, I, I think I would probably give it Seven nibbled off legs overall, <laughs> and the, I'm, I'm giving it that score because, as has been said previously, it has layers to it, like an ogre. And I, I think it's nice that you can engage with the film on several different levels. You can just kind of zone out and watch it as a incredibly dumb sci-fi action flick, or you can look a little bit deeper and see this effectively dystopia that no one in the film seems to recognise as such. And I, I think in in that way, it's um it, it's good to look at those kind of dystopias and realize you can be inside a story and miss the signs of things that are all around you and that's the kind of message that kind of maps out into the real world as well yeah that's that's the point of propaganda mm -hmm. yeah. oh this is a dark film but it doesn't look like it's dark which no. is no. the film yeah Oh, it's shiny on the surface. Yeah, like a brain bug. Shiny on the surface. Just a, a, final, a final note to make it even darker. I mean, if they didn't die during that, surely they're going to die from all the radiation. Oh, the, what? the nuclear... Yeah, because oh, they set yeah. off nukes like they're blooming frag grenades. They're just everywhere. It's true. Radiation, I don't think, will affect the bugs. Like, it doesn't a lot affect of... cockroaches, does it? Yeah, like a lot of bugs are... It's just the people. Yeah, it's just the soft fleshy bits that it helps it's destroy. Soft, people. Yeah. And the, oh no, the brain bugs. Yeah. But they're <laughs> such good huggers. <laughs> well, <laughs> with that, I have been Dan. I have been Michael. I've been Helena. I've been Ben. And I've been Jamie. You can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Hilton Pod. That's at H I L T M Pod. Uh, we're on Discord as well. Everything will be in the link tree in the show notes. Leave us a review. That would be nice. Let us know how many brain brain bugs you would want to be hugged by. <laughs> yeah, you can review yeah. on Spotify now. Oh, nice. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So okay. if you would oh. like to, that would be lovely. That would help yeah. us out, yeah. And let, let us know on Twitter if you have seen any of the other Starship Troopers and if they are any good. Or uh, just shitpost in the Discord. Or just shitpost in the Discord. Would you like to know more? Okay. Oh, I'll tell you what we I couldn't watch the other day. Juno. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got like 20 in minutes ages. in. Yeah. And we were like, nah, can't. I, I watched that on a plane because I'd watched everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, where were you going? <laughs> <laughs>